0: Hey, hey, you found the Rapid Reaction Podcast here on hawkfanatic.com. If that's not what you wanted, hang around. You may like what you hear, especially if you're a Hawkeye fan. It is Sunday, November the 19th, a little after 10 a.m. Central Time. I am Rob Howe, joined by Jovan Johnson. Jordan Kanzuri will join us shortly. Uh, he's trying to get through airport security in Cedar Rapids, I believe, <laughs> heading back east after being out here for the game yesterday. But he once he gets through, he'll join us. Um, the question I have to start us off today, Jovan, um, as an Iowa alum, what about this team are you most proud of
1: their ability to overcome, you know, all the adversity that they've had and faced all year, you know, with the Brian Ferentz stuff and, you know, the injury stuff and, you know, just figuring it out and finding a way, you know, you can tell that they're extremely well coached and they, they figure things out and that's what I'm most proud of for sure.
0: I think a good sign, at least for me, uh, I don't know what you think about this, you know, Caleb Johnson starts the year as the starter, you know, the other guys start taking carries away from him. He's losing work and then he's called upon yesterday and he makes the play of the game. I think that's a good indication that the locker room is, in a good place is that accurate
1: yeah for sure I mean because anytime you you start the year as the starter and and you end up being the number two or three guy uh, when the season's going I mean that's always tough a tough pill to swallow but at the end of the day you know you you ride the wave and I think for him he's doing a tremendous job of being a great teammate um Still sticking to the script and and taking care of the the role that he has, um, and then when he's called upon, he's making plays. So that that is a testament to him as a, uh, as a player, his character. Uh, you know what they've built in that locker room and and in that meeting room, um, and just knowing that they could depend on each other. Because I know you, he spends a lot of time with the running backs, so you know it, it's amazing to see that they, they are able to strive uh, together and not be selfish individuals when it comes to who plays and who doesn't.
0: Yeah, shout out to uh, the old man with Dell Betts for uh, getting that room together and keeping it together. He's got a nice stable there in Iowa. Finds a way to run the football. And uh, we could start on uh, – you know, another guy I wanted to kind of shout out Jovan, and it got lost a little bit yesterday with all the stuff going on. To set up that winning drive, the guy who replaced our guy, Cooper DeGene, Caleb Wachin, had a hell of a punt return to set that up. Um, what, what do you see from him? I mean, he, he looks very – again, going to that return game that you have experience with, he looks like he has that confidence that you need back there.
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that kid's, a, that kid's a, a, a heck of a player, man. He was a steal for the Hawks. Um, you know, he did a lot of different things in the game to get the offense going. Um, his ability to make plays and, and ad-lib on plays is amazing. Like, it's, it's a sight to see when you have a guy who is explosive and at the same time dynamic with the ball in his hands. He's the type of player that you want Um and when you have a guy back there fielding punts, if he's able to to catch the ball and field it, and then make guys miss in space, those are the type of players you want. And he he's stepped in tremendously for Cooper back there uh, on punt return. so that's that's amazing. But all, even on the offensive side of the ball, I think you know he's given us a new dynamic offensively, and and that's always welcome in sight.
0: Yeah, I think I call him Caleb because there's a lot of Calebs. Caleb Brown, Caleb Johnson, he's Caden Weechin. And he is from Williamsburg, who won a Class 3A state championship on Friday. And his younger brother, Braylon Weechin, had a hell of a game during that win. Um <laughs> Obviously, with Cooper going out, you have to figure the other team's going to go after his replacement, Jovan. I thought mm-hmm. this John Lee did a good job. What would you think?
1: Yeah, he's a good player. You know, he, he's obviously haven't gotten the reps that um, that Cooper has had, so it takes a little time to get comfortable. Uh, but I did think he held up his end of the bargain. He he wasn't um, stellar by any means, but he he definitely played a, a great game. Um, helped out. He was he was doing what he was asked to do, and I thought he did it. He did it to the best of his ability, which is what you can. Uh, expect when you're dealing with the Iowa football program.
0: Yeah, Isaiah Williams is a hell of a receiver. Um, he's the best receiver Iowa has faced this year because Marvin Harrison Jr. is not on his schedule. Um, but Isaiah yeah. Williams, may, and he got he got his, but Iowa ended up winning the game. I, I feel like Jamari Harris is kind of taking a step forward too. He had a year off, um, you know, and kind of had to get reacclimated this year. He seems to be. Kind of taking the next next step forward, not only in coverage, but he was really good in run support yesterday, Jovan.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's one thing that that Coach Parker preaches is, you know, you got to have corners that that are willing tacklers, and uh, you know, he's he's stepping into his own, coming into his own. You know, anytime you have a guy uh, in the defensive room, on the defensive back end, especially at corner, that's a willing tackler. That's always a plus. Because it eliminates those big run plays, because you're you got guys coming down and and putting their hat in the box and and making things happen. But I'm I'm proud of him, you know, because he could have easily, um, you know, just shut it down and been like, oh, I'm not gonna do this or I'm not gonna do that after what he went through um, last year, not playing at all. Um, but he he battled back in a in a major way, and now he's starting and and making a name for himself. Um, flipping over to the
0: offensive side of the ball. Um, we we saw Caleb Brown kind of take steps forward. The last few weeks had the big catch against Northwestern at the end of that game. It seemed like there was a concerted effort to get him involved yesterday. I think he had 10 targets or something like that. Seven catches. What is he adding to this offense, Joe? Biden?
1: I mean, he's a playmaker. I mean, you got a kid that when he gets the ball, he just makes things happen. And you, you always want to have a guy like that getting touches. So I think he had, like, what, 71 yards or so mm-hmm. in the receiving game. I mean, that's that's making progress and taking care of business. So he he's a person that you love to see out there on the field, and you love to see him making plays. And that's always something that I enjoy, especially watching a kid like that.
0: Seth Anderson had a big catch. Um, Nico Raggaini had some big grabs we talked about Caleb Brown the receivers are getting involved what 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 is it what what's changing to get them is it just getting more reps with
1: Deacon yeah for sure I mean anytime uh, you get a backup quarterback that comes in to play it makes it tough because it not only makes it tough for the guys that are out there it makes it tough for the quarterback too because he hasn't really had reps with those guys so you know they're building some chemistry and it's starting to show in their play so that's always something that you want to see especially from young players that haven't really got the experience just yet
0: we, we talked about tight end you and, and iowa's you know th- we argue with notre dame and miami and schools like that about tight end you you lose two NFL tight ends in Luke Lachey and Eric All Jr., and then you get this kid who's a second year, uh, second year player in Addison Estrenga. He looks like he's starting to starting to establish it as well. What What are you seeing from him?
1: Taking taking the next step, you know, just making progress each week. Um, I think he's one of those kids that you know you want in your program somebody that's able to to block when called upon and also catch the ball out of the tight end spot whenever he gets the opportunity he's he's making some plays um i think he he's continuing to develop and progress anytime you have young guys like that you want those guys to continue to get better every week and i think he he's done that and that that's the Iowa way that's why the uh Iowa guys are are Typically, you know, tight end you because they they come in as young guys, play under the tutelage of of some outstanding tight ends that have been through the program, and you know they they showed them the way and the young guys stayed the course and then they start taking over when it's their time to shine. So I think he he was just kind of thrust into the role a little bit sooner, but yeah he he's he taking some steps towards being a great tight end in the in the tutelage of under Iowa coaches.
0: Uh, you're a head coach, so you obviously know you know what's going on at all the positions on your squad. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people think like, hey, if a guy played linebacker in college, he should coach linebackers. Well, the damn coach at tight end for Iowa is a linebacker. How is Abdul Hodge, do you think, how is he able to to – take what he learned as a defensive player and and implement it as a tight end coach.
1: I mean, it's two phases to that. Um, One, Abdul is a very brilliant, intelligent, high IQ football player when he played. Um, So he understands the nuances of playing the positions, uh, no matter where you, where he could coach DBs if you asked him to, you know, but, It's just – and he's also a a person that's willing to learn and take advice and and listen to people who have been there before and done it before before him. So um, I'm pretty sure he sat in a room with uh, other guys that have changed from the defensive side of the ball to the offensive um, and just take notes and listen to what they have to say on how he can be the best version of himself and not try to be – somebody that he's not. And, um, and I, I know for a fact uh, being a teammate of his, that he's a student of the game. He, he understands, you know, attention to detail, alignment assignment, the fundamentals of playing the position, um, you know, as a, as a linebacker, the only difference between a linebacker and a tight end is one's on the offensive side and one's on the defensive <laughs> side. It's kind of like running backs and, and linebackers. Most of the running backs probably played linebacker in high school on the defensive side of the ball. So they do have some sort of idea of what's going on on the other side of the ball.
0: Um, From what you've seen the last few weeks, how encouraged are you that the offense can still take step steps forward here and what they've been able to put on film the last two weeks? I'm going to bring Jordan in here too, but go ahead, Joe.
1: Yeah, I think the offense have shown major signs of who they can be, um, they have they have shown up in a major way. Um, you know, they they've taken some strides. I think they they continue to do things the unorthodox way, and uh, and I think it's helping them um, because they're not sticking to the script. They're not on schedule as much as they were in the past. They're doing some things out of the ordinary, and when you do that it typically works in your favor because teams prepare all the time for what they think you're going to do. And then when you show them something that they have that you haven't done, then it makes it look a lot different and things start to hit different. Uh, But it's good to see them continue to evolve. And I I do like where they are. I would like to see some more points scored some more points put on the board. But at the end of the day, they're controlling the game and they're winning with defense. Like they always have uh, throughout this season. So, you know, Kudos to them for, you know, putting it all on the line and getting behind the fact that, you know, everybody was calling for Brian Ferentz to be fired and the AD came and made that the reality and and they still rally behind each other and, and keep playing good football.
0: Hi, I'm Jim Street, owner of Streets Maintenance. As a licensed, insured, and bonded master plumber, I specialize in all plumbing repairs, including but not limited to water heater and sump pumps, to toilet and faucet repairs and replacements. For more information about my business, I'm online at StreetsMaintenance.com and Facebook, or give me a call at 400-4483. 400-4483. Hi, this is AJ Perez, managing partner at Deary Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, and Iowa City. I'm so proud of our team at both locations. We are committed to one thing, giving our customers the absolute best when it comes to service and a car buying experience, the kind of experience that brings you back. What makes us different? We believe at Deary, we don't just sell cars, we help people buy them. Uh, Jovan, let let us know when you got it when you got a uh, bail. You got okay. for those listening. He's got a TV spot he needs to do, so it's kind of like the handoff. He's going to hand it off to Jordan here, and Jordan's going to share his thoughts. But let us know when you got it when you got a jump. All right, Jovan. All right. Jovan. All
1: right. All right. Yep.
0: Um,
2: right
0: yeah, we got you. Um, where are you?
2: I'm in uh Chicago Midway Airport.
0: Ah, uh, gotcha. So you were in Kinnick yesterday.
2: Sure was. Quick, quick turnaround. But, yeah, it was definitely nice to be there in person and watch the win.
0: Just share kind of what your emotions were, what that was like as an alum to, to witness that. It's been – we don't see that a lot, where Iowa gets to celebrate a championship in Kinnick Stadium.
2: Yeah, Um well, just really nice since it's been a while. Normally, I try to make at least one a year, but ever since uh, taking the job at the school, uh, the admin position hasn't really granted <laughs> me the time off, but luckily got it. And so, again, just awesome to be able to go out there. I would definitely say uh, mixed emotions because obviously cool to see the guys have the success, clinch the West, and now have a spot in indie but uh it's it's real different when you're watching the game up in the stands where you get to hear uh, all the uh hecklers and and people throwing comments out so it's like i said it was mixed emotions but definitely a fun experience
0: obviously Jovan i think is getting dressed we'll see if he comes can... back he's changing his clothes uh you got to love this podcast um what you know, Brian, he, he was on the staff when you were here. Jovan played with Brian. What do you think? I mean, we saw, we saw the emotion on the sideline from him and, and, and Kirk and what that was like. What, what's going, what is that like for him? He's an alum of this school. He's given what he could give. I mean, it's not like he, he wanted to have an offense that, you know, was having struggles, What's this like for him, Jordan?
2: I mean, well, just to touch on, again, the reality of the fact that we've we've even said it. It's tough to be an offensive coordinator and have just the uncontrollables where quarterback goes down to very talented. Some of the best tight ends in the country go down, um, you know, just injury bug here and there. And all different positions where it's just tough. It's tough to uh, call plays and be successful when you got stuff like that going on. But, you know, the emotions of what he's going through, I can only imagine just the joy of having it known what's the end result, but just continue to win. You know, offense makes the plays when it needs to. You know, I don't care how many people say it's an ugly win, a win to win, and, you know, we'll keep taking them. Uh, But it's to even just watch and see, like, towards the end, at the end of the game when he took the delay of game, you know, the refs kept trying him to tell him to hurry up and he's like waving them off. All the kids are just huddled around <laughs> and excited, jumping all over them. And, and then obviously you see the exchange when him and Kirk hug, um, it's just, it's just really cool to see, you know, not everybody has to agree with what he's done and his play calls, but you have to at least just respect the time he's put in the, in the program, as you said, as a player coach, You know, I was there when I was too. So it's just, again, nice to see um, him uh, again go out on a positive note and hopefully we can continue it.
0: Jovan, I want to get this from you as well. I I don't know if you heard the question that I asked, Jordan. It was long and convoluted, so I'll try to shorten it up for you. You played with Brian. Mm -hmm. You know how he feels about this program. What do you think he went through yesterday at the end of that game? What was that like for him?
1: I think it was a ton of emotion. I mean, it was probably an emotional roller coaster knowing that he, he's been a part of this program for, I mean, 20 plus years. I mean, with his dad getting a job in, in the late 90s till all the way to 2023, he's been an Iowa guy. Um, played there, coached there, you know, the whole nine yards. And for that to, to come to an end, knowing that that was going to be the last time that he coached in Kinnick, at least on the Iowa staff um you know the the it had to be an emotional roller coaster um because you've been a part of the program since you can remember and your dad being the the head of that program so definitely some some crazy emotions probably for him uh you could see the embrace from all the players and you know the guys that he's been around forever they love him i mean they love him you know it's a very unfortunate situation um but Definitely a mixed bag of emotions for sure.
0: Yeah, I think we can fairly, we can um, confidently say that not only did what happened with him losing his job not tear the locker room apart, I think it's galvanized it. They look as together as I've seen them in quite a while. Jovan, I know we're going to get you out of here soon, so I want to ask you this. Now we know the West is one. We'll find out next week. Who the opponent is, Ohio State or Michigan. You know, we're not, nobody's going to give Iowa a chance in this game. W- what are your thoughts on whoever that matchup is against?
1: Well, I think it is going to be a tough matchup no matter what. Obviously, there are two of the premier teams in the Big Ten. I think defensively and special teams wise, you're going to have to do what you do. Um, the offense has to figure out a way to score points, though. It is, it's going to come down to can the offense score points. They're going to have to score more than 15 because if you play Ohio State or Michigan, they have the ability and the explosive players to put the ball in the end zone. So I think it, it's going to boil down to how well the offense plays and if they can put the ball in the end zone, at least give them opportunities to make field goals because defensively, you know, they're going to be stout. So, I mean, it is gonna be, it's going to be a tough game regardless. I mean, this is the best of the best a uh, big 10 championship game it's going to be it's going to be tough so I, I just hope that they come out ready to go i'll be there in attendance so hopefully i get to see a win and celebrate a win for sure we got one more before
0: that that's next week against nebraska i'll let you get out of here jovan so you can get ready for tv and i'll finish up with jordan thanks for your time and we will talk no to you after the nebraska game have a good have a good spot on tv i
1: appreciate it
0: <laughs> jordan i uh I asked Jovan about this earlier as kind of an indication that what I talked about the locker room being together and guys playing for each other, I think we saw that with Caleb Johnson. Guy starts the season as the starter. He loses carries. He's not playing a lot. He comes in there yesterday and arguably delivers the biggest play of the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, the running back position's tough. I even had to experience it where you can have a period where you're just rolling people and trying to see who gets the hot hand. And I was also curious of um, seeing a little bit more of Caleb just because I thought they were going to start, like, utilizing the running backs in the past game so much because the run game was tough for majority of the game. But, again, um, just – the line blocked amazing second level amazing and that's the issue when you load the box and you have people up on the line that if there's a crease you know that a running back can find it and he did so it's really really nice to see uh, but again just great to see his um, success after not being able to you know play up to what we know he's capable of.
0: Uh, the, another one that I asked Joe Jovan about was uh, just obviously the offense is a huge topic with this team but we're seeing things the last few weeks that we've talked about in this podcast and, and and seems like the the offense is starting to develop. And maybe it's just reps. Maybe it's these guys just getting reps together. Are you seeing that? What have you seen the last two weeks that gets on film that maybe can help this team going forward? And then how much can they improve between now and maybe when they play a Michigan or Ohio State?
2: I mean, I would just say it's the quick game. Um, they did a lot of receiver screens. Um, They even did like boot action, uh, boot action, where uh, Raggedini would do a whip route, fake like he's going a slam, and then break back out. And um, they again, it was good where Hill was letting the ball go a little quicker, and there was just some great catches too. That and, and again, pivotal moments too to get the much needed first down. Um, but again, it, it is the tough things, too, when uh, late in the game, you know, when we um, uh, trying, I cannot remember uh, the lineman's name, but the big penalty we had uh, with a crack block. And Kirk did not like that call at all. He but, hates
0: uh, those blocking co- penalties, man. <laughs> oh yes,
2: but uh, yeah, it's just you know, and those things that occur too can set you back when you're now first and twenty or first and twenty-five. It's 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 massive, and it's really hard to get back from that. So there's certain times where again you can't really you know judge the offense when they're in those types of scenarios. But then again, they killed time off the clock and score when they needed to. And so they did enough for what the defense was able to, again, have another positive game of keeping a team under uh, 18 points. But, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to see what they can try to come up with uh, in Indy. But uh, first things first, Nebraska.
0: What have they found in Caleb Brown?
2: He's just an athlete, you know, just again giving him more opportunities to just have the ball in his hand immediately and let him uh make moves in space. And, and, you know, it's really going well. So definitely expect to see more of that.
0: That to me, you're you're talking about the quick game. We're seeing some athletes here, right? We're seeing guys that get the ball in space and make people miss.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's again, like you just gotta give them those opportunities. Doesn't always have to be uh clean route and throwing a completion like over 20 yards again if you can just get the ball in the hands of some of these playmakers just immediately you really have a chance for a big play to occur
0: what to you see from uh Deshaun Lee um tough spot coming in you're you filling the shoes of uh Coop, the, you know the crowd favorite in Kinnick I thought he held up pretty well Isaiah Williams is a good receiver man
2: yeah, yeah, no. And again, it was, he stepped up for sure. Um There was times where, again, they allow the curls or they allow the quick outs where they're just, we're not going to let you beat us deeper, or have a big play. Um, But yeah, it was just, a, it was definitely tough to step in those shoes, but I think he did a good job. What do you think of Caden Weecher? Sorry, what was
0: that? What do you think of Caden Weachin, the kid that stepped in on returns for uh, a little
2: nervous in the beginning? (laughs) But (laughs) I mean, again, that's a tough position being a returner punt. You know, it is really hard to decide and judge when to feel the kick. But, you know, he again, when needed to, he had a good return. And it put the offense in a great position. So, you know, it's nice to see that from him right in the end, too. And, you know, he was obviously hyped after that. But, yeah, you got to love it.
0: You're sitting in the stands. Who gets the biggest applause on senior day introductions? The punter.
2: <laughs> I think it was Tory Taylor, man. He... Just and yeah, again, like I had one of my buddies who grew up with me in Troy, New York. He actually moved out to Iowa to do pro wrestling, and he travels all over. Finally, had a weekend off. Never been to a game, so I brought him. And he's just like every time he kicks, he's like, "Bro, look, look, look at the spiral, like <laughs> unreal, like how does he even?" I'm like, "Hell oh, yeah, all year." Just he hit that, the love. one yesterday.
0: You're sitting there. I don't think you can appreciate it on TV, but the one that he hit that went. Like I think it went above the children's hospital.
2: There was, yeah, yeah, and again, it was just like a perfect spiral and dip. It Yeah, it was, say it enough, but just a truly talented punter we have.
0: What's that like for you um to get a chance to to be in that stadium and wave to the hospital?
2: I mean, it's everything. Where it was also cool an opportunity I got a few years back just to go up there and see what it was like. But you know. Just to, again, look around and see thousands of hands all waving and the kids up top waving. Like, even my buddy said he's like, that's just awesome. And how many people just in New York tell me alone when they see me that it's the best tradition in college football, and it is. But, yeah, it's just, again, an an opportunity to just give back. When I was there at the old Children's Hospital side, like, we visited a lot, I visited a lot. And it's just the little moments where you just wish you could do more, but again, just the chance to give back in any way and then to be able to give those those opportunities every single home game is just awesome and again, can't you can't beat that tradition.
0: Quickly, want to let folks know that support for this podcast comes from Systems Unlimited, celebrating 50 years of providing services to people living with disabilities and mental health needs throughout East Central Iowa. A list of their services can be found at sui.org. That is sui.org. Well, I was off the top of my head. You, I know you're impressed with that. I've got it memorized now. <laughs> um, last one, I'll let you get out of here and get uh, maybe get a coffee or something before you get on the plane. But uh, same thing I, I ended Jovan with here. Um, we're going to hear this a lot. Now I was going to get trashed in this game. It's not, you know, this is, uh, this is, it's not going to help Ohio state or, or Michigan if they beat Iowa. Cause it's not really, you know, we're going to hear all that bullshit now for the next two weeks. What are your thoughts on that game?
2: I mean, it's just going to be a motivator. It's just going to be more fuel for the fire for the guys in the locker room and, and practice throughout the week. So, you know, we're used to it. Let them talk. Let them say whatever it is. And, you know, we're every fan. If they're not believing we're going in there and going to get a win, you, you just got to check yourself because, you know, you can obviously look at things realistically and stats and teams and how some are, but – You just you just got to dream. You got to hope and you got to just believe that they can. And there's been bigger upsets. So, you know, it just got to again, just wait and see and watch what happens. Hopefully I can do it in person.
0: And, And I think it's important. And I think we've learned this lesson, Jordan, the last few weeks. Teams get better, right? Phases get better, offenses can get better. We still now have a couple weeks that they have to work on to get there. So, I mean, just what we saw three, four weeks ago looks a lot different now. It could look different again in two weeks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And again, if our defense plays lights out and holds whatever team to low points, again, all in matters is one big play on special teams or one big play late and on offense. And you just again, never know. And they, you know, it's the same for a reason that defense wins championship. So if again, they play what they're capable of and can hold the score low, you know, anything can happen. So, um, like I said, it's, I'm definitely excited to see who we got.
0: After the Nebraska game, we'll come back and do an, uh, rapid reaction podcast. I want to get some stories from you of, of 2015 and, and going there and just the season, but I want to wrap this one now because I want you to be able to get to your plane, uh, and, and get back home. You got a big smile on your face. I'm sure it was a, a wonderful trip, got to see people, um, but I appreciate you coming on here and, and joining us and, and giving us some feedback in route.
2: Oh, yeah. No, always happy to chat about the game, especially after a W, but yeah, no, it was an awesome time just again, to be able to go back, be in the stadium, experience it all, have the, watch the guys get a win. And then I saw some teammates of mine that I haven't seen for years. So yeah, definitely uh, blessed to have had the opportunity to fly out.
0: Well, Jovan is already committed to getting the Indy. We need to get you there so we can get the rapid reaction live at the, at the big 10 championship game. We're going to work on that. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Thank you to our sponsors. We'll be back after. We may do it after the the Black Friday game or, or maybe do it on Saturday. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know. But thanks for listening, uh, and we'll talk to you then.